Hi, and welcome back to Mother Daughter God. This week, it's going to just be me, the mother on here, uh, Letitia. And as you know, I was gone last week on a work trip, and then this week I have to turn around and run out again. So getting time with Avery and I on here together was going to be a challenge, and I decided to take the opportunity and just do a, a solo um, track today um, and talk really about doing life with your adult children. Um, I have definitely had to go through some hard times here in the last couple of years and um, transitioning from having adult children in college and kind of being over their day-to-day, um, not their day-to-day, but just kind of managing them, you know, providing them some money and support, um, listening to them, maybe giving them direction to transitioning to them being out of college, um, choosing to you know, get careers, live their life. <laughs> um, one of them's gotten engaged and married since then, which um, brought some, you know, tough, challenging times for us. And so I just thought I would kind of take this second to um, recommend a book and kind of talk through this book. If you don't have time to read it, I can, I'm planning on giving kind of a little synopsis here of it, like the Cliff Notes version. But the book is Doing Life with Your Adult Children. Keep Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome Mat Out by Jim Burns. I thought this was a fantastic book. Um, it's definitely Christian based, so it has some great scripture to go along with it. And really, you know, the overarching um, theme of the book is that you have to love your children enough to let them go. We all know that the you know goal of raising children, if you're successful, is that you let them fly. And then if you do a great job at parenting, then they don't really need you. And that's kind of a hard thing for a lot of us to understand. But um, anyway, I, I did highlight some parts of the book, and I just wanted to kind of go through it. Um, so that was the first one, is that you have to love them enough to let them go. And then um, it says sometimes we experience bumps in our relationships, especially when um, he or she is making a decision I'm not happy about, but I've had to realize that his or her vision for their life is different from the vision, from my vision for their life. One of the most difficult things I had to do was relinquish my ad- adult children to God and release my control over him. I think that is something really profound to think about is that, you know, we have a vision for our kids, even if they do express like their desires and what they enjoy doing. Um, what they might be going to school for. Let's just say one thinks that they're going to be an accountant. You know, you kind of get behind them and you want to see them succeed as an accountant. You push them through, you rally through all the tests. Um, And then, you know, they kind of just decide they hate it or they don't even want to take the CPA exam. And now they're off kind of thinking they want to do, I don't know, some random thing on the side. And you're like, but you are going to be my accountant. And, um, you know, it's a, that's a silly kind of example, but I think you have to just let go of what your idea was for them. Um, we have a daughter who always said she wanted to be a doctor and she wanted to be in the medical field. And, um, you know, I, in my mind, had this very direct path for her to get there. And that hasn't really worked out to be the path that has, you know, played out. And so instead of being frustrated by it, I have to just let that go and go, you know what, this is her life and she is the adult here and it's her decisions now of what she wants to do and how she wants to get there um, and if she wants to even stay in the medical field or not. So I think that's super important that we have to let go of our dreams and our thoughts for them and let them kind of own it and then support them on whatever it is. Um, 
another page that I turned to on here that I highlighted was when, you know, your children are young, they climb all over you and step on your feet. But when they're older and make poor choices, they step all over your heart. I thought that was really great. Um, this is not all adult children break their parents' hearts, but the transition is still difficult for most and usually involves a great deal of loss. Um, and it said letting our children go and letting our dreams for our children go must be counted among our necessary losses. So that just kind of reiterates kind of what I said before. Um, and then it says I had to release them and grieve the loss. So again, I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer here, but I think, you know, we do, or we, we will have struggles for our kids. You know, they may or may not um, choose to, you know, live a Christian lifestyle that we appreciate or, or kind of value. They just may decide that they want to live with their boyfriend or girlfriends before they get married, and that might be a little disappointing. They may all, you know, decide that they like a same-sex relationship. I don't know. Um, they may choose, you know, different political beliefs than you and you are maybe frustrated about that. So, you know, whatever it is, I think it's just the fact that we have to let go. And so we raised our children and did our job there and then grieve the loss of whatever loss that is that you, that you have with them and then kind of push forward. Um, the next area that I highlighted, it says, if you build a relationship of positivity and respect, cheer on your adult children and then wait and they will seek your advice. Um, you know, I've really tried hard to do this with my kids. I think that two out of the three seem to have, um, seen that for me. Like I feel like I get, I kind of stay quiet in them and then, um, well with all of them, I try to like sit back and then let them kind of come to me with whatever questions they have or seeking the advice. Sometimes I probably have overstepped that uh, boundary a little bit if I am not too sure, but it says waiting to be invited into your adult children's lives takes a lot of patience, grace, and understanding. Um, and I think certainly we have to extend some grace um, and patience. And sometimes when I get really frustrated as a parent and I'm just like, what in the world is going on here? And I don't understand and I kind of get at my wit's end. Um, I definitely, you know, will call a friend and try to say some prayers to, you know, get me through those. But I think in, I have to a lot of times just have to stop and think, you know, I disappoint my heavenly father all the time and he extends me um, grace and patience and understanding to me. And I have to then remember to do that for my children. So that's the way I have to look at that. Um, another is waiting for them to come to you will earn you their trust and yes, the right to be heard by your grown kids. And I think um, I've seen that just, you know, here recently with one of my daughter's um, she's been kind of going through a little bit of a turmoil, not turmoil, but adjustment, just kind of trying to figure out what she wants to do, next steps in, in your life, kind of figuring out, like, can you just be single and mingle? Do you need to date with a purpose? Like, what is all of that going to be for her? And I just have had to let her kind of figure it out, but then she wants to come to me and hear my advice about that. And um, so I think waiting for them to come to you um, will earn their trust and then the right to be heard. Is it? That's a good one. There was a scripture here and, and it says, the words you speak to your kids have great power for good and for not so good. The Apostle James put it this way. And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth, James 3.10. And as we know, um, we've heard, seen, and, seen and read in scripture that, you know, the, the tongue is the most wicked um tool that we have in our body can do the most damaging and I certainly have seen that as well for me 
So um, I think that it's, you know, we just never really realize how much impact we have with our words. And sometimes we can be a little bit short-tempered. And um, and on the flip side, like we can be super encouraging and fill them up and build our children up. And they think that they can conquer, you know, the world, which is also super fantastic to give them that encouragement. Um, it says, I'm guessing most parents of adult children don't realize that the path towards a vibrant adult-to-adult relationship with their kids has so much to do with biting their tongue. Um, I thought that was pretty good as well. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward over. Um, the next section that I thought was really good was talking about boundaries. And, you know, the book overall is saying, you know, the, the goal is to get independent, flourishing um, adult children that can flee the, you know, fly from the nest, move on, be financially independent, um, make their own decisions. These are the goals. So on this, it says establishing boundaries is not selfish or unloving, but rather the best way to give your children the wings to become responsible adults. If you take on responsibilities your children should be carrying, you only perpetuate an unhealthy dependency that keeps your kids from making healthy lifestyle choices. In creating appropriate boundaries, you are living out the biblical mandate: each one should carry their own load, from Galatians 6, 5. Um, so I think, you know, that again is just a reminder that boundaries are not, um, that's not an ugly word. I read a whole book that was just called Boundaries, and I thought that was really a good thing to read, um, you know, for many reasons. Boundaries for your work life, boundaries for your friends, boundaries for you know, your spouse even, like there are boundaries that you have to have of what you will and will not tolerate. And um, for me and my husband, one of the boundaries we had was that we were going to provide our kids a college education. Um, you know, we provided that, we paid for their expenses with their apartments, um, sorties, fraternities, cars, all the things. And then we said, you have one year to live at our house um, after you graduate to live here. And look for a job, get some, you know, your feet underneath you, save your money. And then it's time for you to fly the nest. So that was a boundary that we established um, up early in uh, up front. I'm sure many of my friends think that that's a terrible thing that we did. But I've also on the flip side seen some friends who can't get their kids to leave the nest. And they might be in their like mid-30s. And so I just did not ever want to be in that situation. So I thought... Having a clear boundary was a good idea um, on that specific one. Um, then moving along, let's see what was this in here. This is just such a fantastic book. I read it like three or four times for different things. Um, whenever I'm struggling with something or I just need to feel validated in a decision I make, I, I come to this book quite a bit. Um, the next was really about, you know, your children. If you have adult children that are kind of, stepping away from their faith or they don't seem to be where you think they should be with their faith and I thought that was a good one to kind of touch on as well since we are trying to be you know faith-based here on this podcast and I think you know there's some areas that they talk about six different um, ways that they might be stepping away um, from their faith and one was neglect um they neglect our faith when we cease to practice spiritual dis- discipline, such as prayer, Bible reading, and worship. And I think that's probably the most common. Um, you know, these 
kids go through college. They may or may not have attended a church through college. They kind of feel like they're just, you know, above it all and they know most everything and that the world is like, you know, open, wide open for them to have all the fun in the world. And so they just neglect their faith. And typically that also goes in with number two, drifting, when we allow events and circumstances to take us away from God. So again, just, you know, just the, your new life and um, establishing like their new priorities, which might be going out and having fun and happy hours and work. And um, so I think those two are like the biggest neglect and drift are probably the two. I, I think I can see that, you know, currently with my son. He's very, you know, much enjoying being out of college and having fun with his friends and working. And then he's like, I'm so tired on the weekends. But I really feel in my heart that he, you know, has a strong faith in him and that he will make that a priority. Um, and, and I think it will be there, especially whenever he moves forward, with, you know, marriage and having a family and children. Um and as we all know, it tends to happen whenever we get kind of smacked in the face with some kind of crisis, unfortunately. So one way or another, I believe he will come back over and, um, and live out his faith a little bit more. Unbelief, you know, faith or trust in God cannot coexist with an attitude of self-reliance. Most of, both of us, most of us are not anti-God, but we put our trust more in our own resources. I don't, you know, I guess some... That could be a reason why they step away from their faith. But I kind of feel like that's more just really neglect and drifting. Um, disobedience. Um, and then they have insensitivity to God and then for forfeiting their spiritual potential. Um, but overall, there is just some, you know, good points on here. And it talks about, um, you know, kids and stepping away from their faith and then hoping that they will come back and, showing you know ways to keep like their faith in their life and reminding them of how important it is so it there's a good little bit uh chapter on that if you're wanting to um you know if you're struggling with that with your kids you could definitely read that as well um then at the end of the book there's a section about grandchildren which we're certainly not at that stage but it's just a nice reminder of like how important it is as a grandparent that you get to you know recycle kind of the parenting in a different mode that you um, have influence over your grandchildren to create memories, legacy, um, special bonding times, show the love of Christ, you know, through your actions to your grandchildren, and just all those lovely things that we all have children for. I know I was like, I don't know if I want children, and my grandmother was like, well, nobody wants children, but it would be a shame to miss out on grandchildren. And I thought, oh, well, maybe that's the thing. And I, I've since now, you know, all my friends here becoming grandparents are like, oh, my God, it's the best thing in the whole world. So I guess that's the payoff of all the years of trying to, you know, figure out adulting, um, well, raising your children, getting them through um, college and then adulthood and then transitioning into this new world that we're in. So um, I you know I have a, a friend who just recently we were chit-chatting and She's struggling um, with her daughter and not sure about this relationship she has with a boy. And, like, do you talk to him? Do you not? And, you know, I I think you do try to talk to him. But at the same time, it's really kind of up to them. I mean, they're the adult. We can express some concerns. We've tried to talk to that up on the first few of our um, podcasts that we did. But if there's some red flags, you certainly need to listen to 
those around you about them. Um, but I, it's sad but true, you know, it's just going to be what it is, and they will, you know, either they're going to rebel and just keep going towards the thing you tell them not to do, or they're just going to do what they want to do anyway. So um, is it really worth all the hurt and the bad relationship on the back end because you're trying to, like, push your agenda? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's the hardest thing as a parent is – what you again it's kind of like the dream and the thing that you think you can see for them versus what's happening and you're like oh no and you have to let that die um to just let your kids move on I guess so I don't know I just thought I would take the opportunity today to talk about that tough subject I would really highly recommend the book um again it's called doing life with your adult children keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out by Jim Burns. Um, it's a great one. It's a quick read. It's not very long at all. I think I read it in kind of like an afternoon. Um, and like I said, I, sk- I still skim it and I kind of go to it for advice for myself and for others when they're asking me for their for advice. So um, that's my thoughts on that. And all I know is that I really do love being a parent to an adult child <laughs> or to three adult children. I was uh, last week with some coworkers, and one of my really great coworkers. She has four kids under the age of seven, and man, she is busy. And I kind of forget how busy I was at that time. And I just told her, "Girl, it is so worth it." On the other end, not that this isn't fun, and you're not having your best life now, but I promise you, you're going to really love having adult children. It's just to me such a joy to have adult conversations to be able to just, you know, um, have contributing conversations that we can have about real world problems or our politics and education and um, how can we, you know, do better in the world and play adult games and um, just, it's just so much fun for me to have adult children now. But um, I think to get there, you do have to have these clear boundaries. So hopefully next week we will have Avery and I back on together. Maybe sometimes she can do a solo um, chit chat out and do some kind of speech on something. I don't know what she would talk about, but we could try to encourage her to do that. But until then, thanks for um, following us and joining me on Mother, Daughter, God.